welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle in in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. Although this week we are not going to be talking about World of Warcraft in this midweek episode, uh, I'm going to be mixing up the midweek episode by going over other games. So I'm going to keep the Rate My Dungeon series as a alternative or going to alternate um, this and the Rate My Dungeon. So you'll have one each uh, every other week but what i'm going to do this week is essentially something that i did about a year ago now and uh, i i kind of dabbled in it and thought it might work might it might not but i've given it a little bit of a glance over and actually got my mind onto it and it is is it worth playing an honest game review is kind of what i'm going to look to call it Essentially, what this will entail is going over other games and seeing if uh, these games are worth playing for you guys. Uh, these are all games that I would have had uh, experience on, so I understand sort of the fundamentals of them, the enjoyment, how they play, etc. And I'm going to be going over their genre, their purpose, in terms of like the end game purpose, what the purpose of the game is to do. Uh, is it easy to pick up? Uh, rating the game overall and also how it is replayable uh, or its replayability, as well as the obvious question, is it actually enjoyable? Is it a fun game to pick up and play? So this will be... Uh, every other week and this will be alternating with the Rate My Dungeon series. Um, i am uh, contemplated putting these in the same episode but it's very tough to sort of gauge that and uh, have an idea on what the public want essentially. So this is the return of the Is It Worth Playing and uh, yeah the Honest Game Review is purely for the title so people understand that it won't be a World of Warcraft episode. Um but yeah, we'll get straight into it. The game that I'm going to be going over this week is a game called Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Now, it sounds like a really nerdy game, I'm not going to lie. Um, it sounds really nerdy. It is a very, or not a very old game. It is an old game. It is a very old game. Um, it's early 2000s that this game came out. I believe 2006, actually, so mid-2000s. Um there are about five or six in its sort of genre, or not in its genre, in its trilogy now. Um, the third one that I'm going to be rating or giving my opinion on, because that is the one that I enjoy the most and that I have played and experienced the most from this sort of um, genre, no, not genre again, this like trilogy of games, essentially. So here is a Might of Magic 3. It's, it's as nerdy as it sounds. It is... Um, a fantasy game where essentially a fantasy strategic game where essentially you pick your castle and uh, you pick your hero and you basically have to um, eliminate all of the other sort of enemies that are on this uh, uh, in the game. It's a lot of NPCs. All of it is NPCs. So it's mostly a single player game, but you can play online, but it's uh, you need a couple of mods, I believe, for it. Um but you can play like split screen as well on your PC with uh, like friends and stuff. You just take turns essentially. Uh, or LAN if you guys are in the same room, same PC, you can 
if you're on the same internet, essentially link it up and uh, you are good to go. You can play via your own PC uh, with each other. But essentially the genre of the game is a fantasy um, strategic game. It's uh, something that is very simple yet very intriguing uh, at its fundamentals. Um, The purpose of the game is to eliminate or mostly eliminate all of the other, um, what they're called, enemies that are on the, in the game, essentially. So you can have up to eight uh, factions. I'm going to call them factions, but essentially they're separated by the colour of their banner. So you have red, blue, um, purple, orange, you know, just eight different colours. And essentially that dictates um, who owns what sort of... Uh, I I I can I've forgotten the words for it. Who owns what buildings and sort of um stuff that gives you supplies like ore, wood, that kind of thing. Camps, I, I resources. That's the thing. Like resources. Um, essentially the purpose. Yeah. So most of the maps that are created are the is the sole purpose to defeat your enemies. Whereas some maps are created to capture a specific town or create a specific monster and uh, you know they differ and all of the maps differ by the way you can even create your own map just by simply um if you get it on steam it will simply on the loading screen it will say map editor or play game you can go into the map ed- editor and simply just create your own map which is amazing i've sort of played around with it a bit it's really in depth for a like mid 2000 i say mid 2000 like early 2000s game it's really like uh intriguing to see how far ahead they were and just gave people freedom to create their own maps and to play around with it they gave them all of the tools they didn't like hold anything back which is really really cool um is it a game that's easy to pick up i would say that it is it has its own tutorial makes it very simple but because of how old the game is um and how much gaming has sort of advanced in that way. It is a simple game when you look at it compared to today's standards. When you look at what's another strategic game, I can't think of the one off the top of my head, maybe like Command and Conquer, something like that. Um, it, it's kind of on the same level as Risk. If you don't know what Risk is, it's very much um, you just have to conquer the entire world and it's a very simple game. But it's on that sort of um, scale. It's very easy to pick up and nothing too crazy will happen. Um, it's a game that you kind of want to play if you've got... I say nothing else. It's a very calming game to play. If you understand what's happening, you can kind of just switch your brain off and play it. Um, Strategic-wise, you have to plan out each move, where you want to go, what you want to do. Uh, You can have multiple heroes at the same time, so you're moving them in all different directions. Uh, And then you have to ultimately build up your army via the castle that you've picked and taken over. And you do this by building uh, in this castle to get more troops or to increase like the amount of spells that there are in the Mage Tower. There's a lot of different things that basically can be done uh, to improve your army, to improve your hero, to improve absolutely everything. Like even artifacts in uh, that you pick up improve your hero in a way. 
uh, whether it be through increasing your attack, increasing your defense, increasing your spell power, or increasing your knowledge, which is your mana, essentially, or mana points. Um, so I think it's a really solid game, and it's one that you want to play if you just want to turn off your brain sometimes. And it's a game that you can always come back to. So the replayability-wise, you have so many maps that are just baseline in the game. I think there's got to be around at least like 50 to 80 maps, all very different, all very unique. And essentially, like the replayability is very much there for a while. Um, this is a game that I tend to stop playing for about three, four, several months even, but I will remember it and I always have it downloaded on my PC. So one night I'll just load it back up and play a map. It's very, very simple and it's very quick to get into. It's not like, oh my God, I've got to wait 10 years for this to load up and then I've got to create my character. No, it's very simple. It'll take you about a minute to get into a game from you pressing like... um like the heroes of might magic on your desktop screen it's absolutely amazing how quickly like you can get into it um is it fun yes i would say so it's it's a strategic game it's one that you necessarily wouldn't think oh that looks amazing but when you get into it 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 actually is quite good that's the thing. It's one of them that doesn't jump off the page at you, but it is a very, very solid game, and I would very much recommend it to anyone who is intrigued in strategic games, into turn-based games, because you take a turn and then the um, NPCs, the people that you're facing, take a turn. But you can speed up their turn. You can uh, have multiple difficulties. You can have one where they basically just slap you. It's ridiculous. You have no resources at the start. Uh, they playing to an absolute ridiculous ability like level or you can have the one where it is just you are going to cruise through this no matter what and it's going to be very simple uh, which is quite fun to do every now and again if you just want to really chill but there are so many difficulties to this and part of it is the maps the difficulties come from the maps themselves as well at points because you can have your castle that is surrounded by water therefore Every single person in a boat can necessarily just hop onto your island where your castle is and you've got to do something about it. Or you can have maps where your castle is tucked away in a nice little corner of the map and essentially you're completely fine. It's like, oh, I can see danger coming from a mile away, that kind of thing. So there is a real sort of um, difficulty to it. You can have it super easy or super difficult. It is one of them things. Um, what would I rate the game out of 10? It's a, I don't know what a 10 it is. That's the thing. A zero or I'm going to go to a one. A one would be something really bad. Like, um, it, literally it's not even worth paying one pound for. So I would say a 10 would be getting your money's worth and more. I would say, um, I'd, I'd say it's a solid six. I'd say it's a solid six, mainly due to the fact that because of how old it is now, it doesn't necessarily stand out um, to other games. The other like games in the trilogy, such as Heroes of Might and Magic, four, five, six, might be better. It might be six. It might just be go up to five, but uh, they might be better purely on the basis of the graphics. The castles might have changed, all of that. But Heroes of Might Magic 3 is kind of the, it's kind of like Wrath of the Lich King in a way for World of Warcraft. It's at its very 
perfect state in my opinion it's not too crazy but it's like not too simple as well it's at the perfect point where the castles are really sim like everything is very simple but it's still got a layer of depth to it that's the thing so i give it a very solid six out of ten but in my opinion it's something that you cannot play consistently like for a very long time unless you're really into strategic games and i have played this for long periods of time like a couple weeks on end three weeks four weeks but eventually i will just be like oh, okay it's kind of the same thing like but that's purely because i've done i think most of the maps by now uh, and then i'll come back to it like a few several months later but honestly it is a really good game for the price that it is it's something like five pound six pound now on steam it's absolutely nothing um that's yeah heroes of might magic three that's like very cheap the other heroes of might magics are i think a bit more expensive but essentially for the price that you're getting it is very much worth picking up and very much worth giving go because it's yeah it's very simple and yet the layer of depth that there is into it um I only just recently found out because obviously the heroes have their own like progression system. They can learn different um, traits essentially. So you can learn more spells or you can have increased melee damage, increased um, uh, archery damage, or, you know, you can learn so many things and your own hero has its own like personal trait so he'll start off with like the increased archery damage or they'll just increase the damage of a certain minion that they um that is in the game so there's one that increases the damage of cavaliers increase their attack and defense so you kind of want to specialize and pump everything into getting these cavaliers that kind of thing so it is very much a game that i would recommend trying out purely on the basis of because of how cheap it is and uh, purely on the basis that it is something to do if there is nothing else to do. It, it's one of them things. You can just jump straight in and it's not crazy at all. It takes literal seconds. You can play it for five minutes. You can play it for five hours and you will still feel the same. Like after you've um, played the game, you won't feel drained after playing it for five hours and you won't feel sort of upset that you didn't get to play it for more than five minutes that kind of thing it won't have a lasting impact <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it really the five minutes thing but yeah it is a very intriguing game and i would very much recommend it to anyone who has got the or who is wanting to attempt to try this game but that is it for this midweek episode thank you all very much for listening be check be sure to check out the Twitch as well as the YouTube constant stuff happening over there, as well as Patreon if you wish to support the show a little bit further. Thank you all once again and go with Valor Friend. Goodbye all. <laughs> <laughs>